Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills podcast is a broadcast outreach of Dag Heward Mills Ministries, which has the duty to bring you the very best from the vast teaching archive of healing evangelist, best-selling author, and megachurch pastor Dag Heward Mills. When a person receives Christ as his saviour, he experiences the delight of having first love for the Lord. However, with time, unfortunately, many Christians fall away from this first love and their love for God grows cold. Today, Bishop Dag will teach you five signs of someone who is exhibiting first love and he will teach you practical ways that you can become a better God lover. After listening, you will also find out exactly what it means to have first love for the Lord. Allow this Monday's message to rekindle your love for God. Enjoy the word. Hallelujah. Lift your hands, lift your hands. Thank the Lord. What a blessed time we have in his presence. Father, we give you thanks. We give you praise. Thank you for your power that is at work. Thank you for guiding us. Thank you for leading us by your mighty Holy Spirit. We are grateful, dear Lord, for all that you have done. Thank you. Thank you. Just give God thanks this morning. Thank God for blessing you. Maka Toraman Balashore Mandele. Oh yes. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Now, it's time to give an offering and I'm going to share with you something about tithing and giving of money. Amen. Are you ready to give tithes, sow seeds? Amen. Now, why is it that many times we struggle with paying tithes or even giving offerings? All right? Why does that happen? Why does that happen? Amen. Are you with me? Now, one of the reasons is because we do not really believe the word of God. Amen. We do not really believe the word of God. All right? And uh, in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 7, the Bible says, Today, as the Holy Ghost saith, Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your heart as in the provocation, in the day of temptation, in the wilderness. All right? Take heed, brethren, in Hebrews 3 and verse 12, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief. A what? An evil heart of unbelief in departing from 
the living God. Amen. Now, really believing is very important. You see, when you walk with God, God expects you to have faith in him. Do you see? Because we walk by faith. The just lives by his faith. And you are actually justified by your faith. So the more things you believe, the more righteous you become. But you are not righteous because you haven't done this before. Or you haven't done this for some time. Do you see? Are you with me? Yes. It's either you haven't done it before or you haven't done it for some time. These two make us feel good. They are like sweets. Either I haven't done it before or I haven't done it for some time. Or the last time was a long time ago. <laughs> so, none of those make you a righteous person. But your beliefs in God make you righteous. So the Bible says that some people have in them an evil heart of unbelief. That means that not believing is evil. Yes. Now there are some things that when you serve the Lord and when you are a believer, you are going to have to have faith believing. One of them is uh, forgiveness and vengeance. You have to, what, what can you do? You have to trust God. When you are supposed to forgive, it's like, why should I forgive? But you have to have faith in God. Do you see that forgiving is the way? Another thing that you need to trust God for is that heaven is real. So all your life you'll be trusting and being made to believe. Another area you're going to have to have faith is in prayer. Like when you pray, that you believe that God has heard. Or when you speak in tongues, that it is prayer. That that thing that you just said, it's prayer. And that God is hearing it in another language. Hey. That also requires faith. So you see that a man who has no faith cannot pray in tongues and doesn't pray much. So a man of prayer is actually a man of faith. A man of prayer is a man of faith. So there are so many areas where you're supposed to believe God. Some people think of full-time ministry as an area for faith. But it depends. That that's the only thing like to give myself to go full time. And I've trusted, I've given, I've, that's a step of faith. Now there are many, many, many things which require faith. And when you don't believe and you don't flow, then the Bible says, be careful that is found in you 
an evil heart of unbelief. Amen. People also don't believe that people go to hell when they die if they don't know Jesus. That's why we don't bother to witness to people and tell them about Jesus Christ. So, we sit with people, we think, oh, this is an important person. We don't bother to share Christ. We don't say anything about God to the person. People die and go to hell. It means nothing to you. But if you really believe, we will all become evangelistic. Why do you think we form a healing Jesus crusade? Why do you think we will even go to certain places? Recently, we sent uh, some people to the inner part of Congo because we are hoping to go there to have evangelistic campaigns to preach the gospel of Jesus. Are you listening to me? So, why would we do that? Are we not okay in Accra? We are very okay. Are we not okay in Accra? We are, we are cool. There's no problem here. So why, what is this about? It's faith that makes us live our lives a certain way. And the Bible says that when you don't have faith, you have an evil heart. An evil heart. It's an evil heart. And actually, if you live long enough to interact with people who don't believe when you talk, you'll realize that those are the evil people around you. Yes. And you'll find now that arguments that happen in marriages between couples, it's from an evil heart of unbelief. That's how you say this, and the person doesn't believe or doesn't have the same opinion anymore. It's from an evil heart of unbelief. Are you there or you are leaving? So when it comes to money, right, and tithing, 10%, that's if you earn 2,300 cities, your tithe is 230 cities. If you earn 1,500, your tithe is 150 cities. If you earn 600 cities, your tithe is 60 cities. If you earn $5,000, your tithe is $500. That's what tithing means. If you don't have faith, I can tell you from being a Christian for some years that if you don't have faith, you can't pay tithes, neither can you give offerings. If you don't have faith, it's like, it's, why should I take this money out? I mean, I don't, I don't, see, I don't see the point. You get it? I don't see why. So, it's very important for you to realize that when it comes to money, you have to have faith in God and that you are in an evil situation when you don't really have faith when it comes to money. You are actually in difficulty. You have an evil heart of unbelief when it comes to money. When it comes to money, you must believe that God there are windows in heaven. You have to believe that there are, first of all, that there is heaven. Secondly, you must believe that 
there are windows in heaven. And then you must believe that when you pay tithes, the windows of heaven are opened. Do you get it? And that it affects your finances. I've been paying tithes at least since 1980. Okay? And that's quite some time ago. And giving offerings. I've been afraid of church money for a long time. If the money belongs to the church, then it belongs to the church. It belongs to God. You can't use it for what you want. You can't take it and you can't steal it. If I hadn't had that attitude, God would not have entrusted a lot of money to pass, swim in front of my nose like a river. Yes. You need to have a certain fear and belief in the word of God and in things that have to do with money. That money is affected by giving, by tithing. You have to grow up. One of the reasons why people don't believe in tithing and giving is because they have an evil heart. They are not mature. They've not developed and grown to realize that, yes, it's true. Money is greatly affected by giving. In my little book on tithing, I wrote to, when I was writing it, I wrote to, and this is the only book that um, I wrote because of a dream that I had and God spoke to me to write this book. And by the way, I'm giving all the first lovers, I've told you I'm giving you my books. Make sure you get it. You have it live. The A to A ministry is here to make sure they put all the books on your iPad so that when I'm speaking, you can look at it. My books are free. It is the, those who print it have costs that you cannot imagine. All right? Now, this book, yes, that's a book. God gave me a vision to write this book. It's the only book of all my books as you write it. It affects people's, it affects your finances. Giving affects you. But you need faith to believe it. One day, you know, somebody was talking and he said, you know, in Africa, you have whatever, you know, you think it's just, you know, given, you know, people are lazy, they don't work, they want to get money, you know, just, and so on. Pastors don't do anything and they just get money, gifts and from whatever, you know, this type of talking, the usual demonic way of speaking. But you see, think about it. Is it only hard work that makes people get money? Don't you know some people who work very hard? I mean, if you think about working very hard, I mean, many people work very hard for long hours and have not gained much from working very hard for hours, for days, and for years. So it cannot be. And you know, I heard it was an American who spoke. He said, next door in Mexico, there are people who work very, very hard for long hours. They have nothing. 
He was facing fellow Americans for saying that it's just people are lazy. You know, they don't want to work hard and they want to, to get things. He said, look, go here. There are a lot of places people work hard. And there's nothing much. So, money and prosperity is not, even if you think about it, you realize that it's not just, uh, uh, what do you call it, working hard. When I work hard, I roll up my sleeves and I put my head together and I go to school and I work out. Or even neither is it going to school that makes you prosper. <laughs> I wrote a book and uh, I've, I've, I think it's a book, He That Had. One of the chapters is about intractable poverty. It's about poverty that's not easy to take away. Intractable poverty. People have done a lot of research. You know, art students have destroyed this world. Yes, they have destroyed the economies of this world. Art students. Yes, I blame them squarely. Science students have provided medicine, aeroplanes, engineering, and many, many good things. But the art students, they have destroyed the economies. They've created false, I mean, things about money and all. I blame the art students for that, I tell you. You can see me after church to debate on that, on that topic. All art students on this side and science students on the right side. If science students will withdraw our services, you see what will be left of you. <laughs> Initially, you tell us that it's one to one. After some time, you say it's one to two. And after some time, you say it's one to five. Then you say it's one to six. Then you say it's one to ten. Then you say it's one to hundred, one to thousand, one to million. <laughs> Is it not art students who do these things? Uh, it's econo- economic students, econs. It is important to grow in your faith about money. That money is connected to something spiritual. You have to believe it. Otherwise, you have in you an evil heart of unbelief. And that evil heart must go away. Because all your life is affected by money. That's why pastors, you know, pastors who preach a lot about money, I'll tell you how it started. It started by pastors looking at the congregation and being filled with compassion for the people. You can see that everything is related to money. Yes. Sometimes even proposing to a beloved, they'll look at you and you feel that, ah, you are tall, what do you have? (laughs) You are tall, what are you bringing to the table? A rich person may not struggle so much to get a beloved. Or a rich looking person. Looking. Waving a car key, which is his borrowed. Amen. So, as you grow in God, and as you grow in the Spirit, and as you become more of a man of faith, you will know that the money that I hold in my hand is supernatural and 
It is God Almighty who can cause you to have enough and more and more than enough to spare. It takes faith. I, I, I will not lie to you. It takes faith. It takes faith. When I was going into ministry, how will I live? I honestly didn't know. Somebody said, oh, your father had money. I can tell you, when I became a doctor, you know, I was richer when I was a student. Because the pocket money that my father gave me was more than the doctor's salary. Yeah, because the doctor's salary wasn't much. So at least I was more prosperous as a student. When I became a worker, my poverty rose high. Yeah. The, the car that I was using was a car that my father gave me when I was a student in fifth year, a brand new car that he bought for me. Yes, no, it's not one provided by the Kolebu people. Hmm? When I decided to go into ministry, full-time ministry, There was nothing to look up to. Yeah, there's nothing. Today you see people writing, saying, making claims for salaries. (laughs) And snit. Yeah. There was no snit in our days. There was no money. There was nothing. Yes. I had, yeah, there was no, nobody to sue. I couldn't sue anybody. <laughs> I couldn't imagine where am I going to get money from? You know, and I remember when my wife asked me one day, which school are our children going to go to? You know, I just gave this type of, when you are angry, some type of answer. But it was, I, I didn't know the answer of the question. Oh, I don't know. Find a school. Do something. I don't have time. Hey! But I didn't know how or where. <laughs> yes. So God will take care of you. There's a song like that. God will take care of you. Sing it. Be not dismayed, what a be God will take care of you.
started with ended up going abroad and leaving us when we were there not in a bad way but like as part of their lives they had to go abroad there were times when people would come back and I would look at them and compare them with the people that were still here to see whether they were slimmer or those who, were, who had stayed in in the local full-time ministry had lost weight compared with those who had left. There were times I used to just look and just see that, but God is taking care. There is, we are still around. We are okay. We are eating, drinking. We also are, 
Apart from the fasting, we are all, all okay. Yes. And I found that all of the way, God has a plan to provide for you. It's one of the things he wants to see that you trust him about. You know, I'm telling you, you're never going to be free from this faith thing. There are times I pray and I say, Lord, why do you want me to believe so much? But I realize that it's part of being a Christian. Because God could suddenly show everything to you. But blessed are those who have not seen, but they believe. Because God could just show suddenly, you know, but it's like sometimes he just gives a glimpse. Something. You know, when I look, every time I look, you, you see it on the screen, and I see this background. It reminds me of when the angel was picked up on the video. That was something. But you see, those are just glimpses. God just shows something small. It was a supernatural thing for us to see an angel, a being, flexing his muscles. Wow. But throughout your life, you are going to have to trust God. You are going to have to trust God. Why? That's how he wants you to live. He's going to reward you. When Stevie Wonder came to our church some years ago, and we asked him to play something, so he went and played some piece of the piano. You know, and somebody who was a musician just made a comment to me. He said, you know, it's not that like he's the most fantastic player, but it's because he cannot see and he can play. You know, because to play, you need to see the white keys and the black keys. And if you just play the next note, it's wrong. Uh, play the wrong key and let me see. See, just, you just, you just chip to the pit of this. And he can see and he's making a mistake. And he has glasses even to help him. <laughs> So, when you cannot see and you are doing wonders, it's marvelous, it's marvelous, it's marvelous, it's marvelous, it's marvelous. So, when you cannot see the future, you cannot see much, God doesn't, why doesn't God show you something big? No, he he wants you to walk by faith. That's all, he just seems to want that faith, just believe. Like as I'm standing there, how do you know I'm a pastor? You are exercising faith. Because for a doctor, you are sure because that I have a certificate. But what about pastor? What about anointed? How do you know? You can't tell. You have to have faith. <laughs> you need faith. And you, when you go out as a pastor, and people have, they have to have faith when they look at your small face like that, talking big words. <laughs> How many want to trust God when it comes to money? A lot, I believe. And no tithing, no prosperity. You must be a tither. Like 10% down, no discussion. Never, when somebody says, I'm going to employ you, I'm going to pay you 2,000, whatever. As you are in the uh, interview, take your phone, okay? And calculate the salary minus tithe. 
That is your real income. As a Christian. Are you there? Otherwise, you know what? Every month paying tithe is going to be difficult for you. So, when they said you were earning $5,000, you should have told yourself, I'm $4,500. That is my income. Then after that, you never struggle to pay tithes. You go, you've planned your whole life with $4,500. That is how to overcome and do even better. And I know that as you believe, we are going to see multi-millionaires. Now you see, your amen sounded like someone was saying, I was telling you that you're going to whatever. You know, it, it's... You know, you know something? I have seen more of things I didn't expect than things that I expected. Yeah. Shall I say it again? I have seen more of things that I didn't expect. I'm talking of good things that I didn't really expect than things that I expected. Yeah. Never really thought much about many things, that many things were possible. Are you with me? So, brothers and sisters, what I am sharing with you is I need you to become a man of faith when it comes to money. Me, when I see a beggar, all right, when I see a beggar, the sound I'm hearing, is it rain? Oh, it's raining. Oh, okay. Now, when I, when I see a beggar, I think of Jesus. I was hungry. I said, hey, Jesus, take some money. I don't want trouble. Yes. Are you a believer or you are not a believer? Yes. I hate to pass by people in difficulty and act funny. Yes. Have faith in God. And God is going to change everything about your your money. He's going to change money. Money is going to become no problem. Today I can testify God has changed my financial situation. There was a time when, when I'm going to buy Kelly I look at the lady counting. She had a way of counting the hot Kelly with the fingers. Like this. And I look at her and say, look at this woman. She's counting it exactly. But today, by the grace of God, I don't mind if they count it. I've prospered. Hallelujah. What a blessing. Something that you are counting today, you will not count it in the future. You will not count it in the future. The prophecy you believe is the prophecy that will come to pass. You see, you have to watch for these things. You enter a shop and you go up, down, you'll be looking and you pick one. A time is going to come. You'll just be sweeping the shelves. Take all these things. Take all these things. Take all these things. You enter a shop and you are not sure when you get to the counter whether what you have will be enough for what you are taking. Karama so shabarabo sandalaba. A time is going to come where it will not matter what you pick and what you have taken. In the name of Jesus. 
there was a time KFC KFC do you know KFC when I see KFC my intercessions will be going father provide all things today when I pass by and I say I say you I can have you at any time that I want very soon things that you count things that you number things that you are being funny about you will never count them again in your life in the name of Jesus and one day you'll be preaching just like me and you'll be giving testimonies just like me you will say I used to go to the car park and I have to call Uber but now I am choosing which of the cars I should drive this morning give the Lord a shout of hallelujah God will take care of you I said God will take care of you and you will see all these particular things they are things that you will remember because I remember them I remember a Sunday like this myself and my wife we will meet after church in the car and discuss and bring I'll bring what I have and she also brings what she has and then she will go she'll leave me in the car she'll go to buy one tin of corned beef one what? yes that was organized by what? a collection after church on Sunday because my wife can organize food very quickly Wow. Today, by the grace of God, I don't struggle to find where I don't even know if there's corned beef in the house. By the grace. Tell somebody by the grace, things are changing. God will take care of you. Lift your hands. Father, I pray and prophesy over your children. Lord, guide and bless everyone here give us a good heart take away an evil heart of unbelief and let there be belief in our hearts in the name of Jesus let money not become a problem or let it not and never be a problem ever again in the mighty name of Jesus savior of the world Give us the spirit of grace to pay tithes, offerings, generously, and trust that you will take care of us. We give you thanks. We give you praise. In the name of Jesus, we pray with thanksgiving. And everyone said amen. Sing it again. God will take care of you.
I'll be ready at 20 for the work of God There is nothing I can do oh, For the Lord There is nowhere that's too far To this glorious mission on reservedly Let us never think, oh no That our time, our strength, our families are our own But let us dedicate them all To God and to His Word Holy, that a profiting may appear ready at 20. Oh, I'll be ready at 20, ready for the war. Ready at 20. Oh, I'll be ready at 20 for the work of God.
gospel and the kingdom of our Christ when he had God is gracious, so do not run away from Him. A few more days, then I'll work down here, it will be done. When it's done, it's done for eternity. Your life spent is irrevocable. Hallelujah. Are you blessed? Oh, you are not 
will you be ready by 20? The last time we sang this song in church, I was coming from the back. Can you hear me? And I heard somebody saying, are we ready at 42? Ready. And I said, oh, to also impose your personal needs on the song, you know. But it's a blessing to be in the house of God. Are you ready for the word of God? Are you excited to hear what God has for you? Can you hear the rain outside? Showers of blessings. Showers of blessings we need. Mercy drops round us are falling. But for the showers we plead. The showers are a prophetic sign of blessings on your life. Of the favor of God. Of the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life. And your life will never be the same. Upstairs, are you alive? Ah, some of you are not. I can see you. I can see you. The girls at the back who don't seem excited. Wave at Hallelujah. How many of you have been blessed already by today's powerful sermonette? Every evil, unbelieving heart is being cast out in Jesus' name. Oh, listen. I've been noticing a problem. Your amen is not powerful. When our prophet is on stage and he's declaring a blessing, we have to hear your loudest amen. I said every unbelieving heart is cast out in Jesus' name. I can't hear you. One more time. And today we are in for another exciting time in God's word. And I know your life will never be the same again. The Bible says that there was a church in Berea. They, were, they, they received the word of God with readiness of mind. How many of you are ready? In secondary school, I had a senior who used to carry a corned beef tin. And when he walks into the dorm, he just throws it into the air. And all four one boys are ready to catch. I caught the corned beef many times. Today, there's a spiritual corned beef about to be thrown into the air and if you have readiness of mind and you believe that nothing is impossible lift your hands give the lord a shout of praise as we sing this powerful song which says nothing is impossible it's impossible when you put your trust in god let me hear you sing nothing is impossible nothing it's impossible when you're trusting in his word back into the voice the voice of God to me. Is there anything too hard? Is there anything too hard for me? Then put your trust in God alone and rest upon His word. For everything, for everything, for everything. Yes, everything is possible with God. Somebody is on the edge of a breakthrough. Declare nothing is impossible. Possible when you put come on, what are you believing God for? What are you expecting from God? Nothing is impossible when you are trusting in His word. Come on, lift your hands, say, Hearken to the voice. The voice of God to me is there anything too hard for me? Then put your trust in God alone and rest upon. Your life is about to change. It's your time for a miracle. It's your time for a breakthrough. God's word is coming to you now. Come on. Give the Lord a shout of praise. As your pastor comes.
Bishop Dag Hewitt of First Love Church. Welcome your pastor in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for your power, your mercy, your love. Thank you for your spirit that is moving in our midst this afternoon. We love you. Speak to us if by your spirit we receive everything you say to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. What a blessing. Showers of blessing today. Now, today, I'm going to, I wanted to begin to share with you certain things, but I just feel I'm going to continue sharing a bit about love. So, today I want to share with you about first love. Because even though you are in the church, I don't think you know what first love is. Even though your church is called First Love Church. Alright? So let's talk about first love. Amen. Why? Why talk about first love? Matthew chapter 22 and verse 36. One of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, saying, which is the great commandment? Jesus said, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy soul, all thy mind, all thy heart, everything. Amen. This is the first and great commandment. Amen. Now, um, you know, our, our world, okay, our world, the world we live in, it's a difficult place, okay? Can you hear me? Are you sure you can hear me? It's a difficult place. And um, we need to work hard. Do you see? We need to work hard. We need to prosper. We need to overcome a lot of problems. We need to fight wars and overcome so many things. So now when you get up and you say, the most important thing to do is to love God. It sounds a little irresponsible. Are you with me? Like it's not practical to tell us that the most important thing is to love God. When we have so many things to do, and even God, we can't see him. And when we pray, he doesn't even speak a word back. It's all silent. So, you ask yourself, why is such 
I think God's most important commandment is to love God. And I just want to, just, you know, for two minutes, try to explain to you that, you see, Lucifer is not the only person who has fallen. Man has fallen in almost the same way. When you read the fall of Lucifer, it's almost identical about the fall of man. You see, at first, the only fallen person was Lucifer. Lucifer was the only person who had fallen. Now, when Lucifer fell, he came to try hard to talk to man, to make man fall in the same way that he had fallen. So that there would be at least two people have are down. So what did he do? Exactly the same thing that what happened to Lucifer. He went and offered him, you'll be like God. You'll be like God. And Lucifer, remember, he said, I will ascend and I will be like the most high. So the same motivation and then the same effort to reach out high to get something and become something very great, you get it, led to Lucifer falling and has also led to man falling. Now, what is our condition now that we have fallen? How has Lucifer become? Lucifer has lost his place, his beauty, his glory. I mean, look at us. Beauty needs, you need so much to be beautiful. And if you don't invest, you will not be beautiful. True or not true? If you don't invest, you will see that you are not beautiful or handsome. <laughs> Lucifer used to be called the son of the morning. I mean, that was the meaning, Lucifer. Bright. It's very beautiful when you see the Venus, the morning star. Bright. Bright and beautiful. But today, his name is changed, do you see, to Satan, which is the opposer of everything that is connected to God in any way. You get it? And man's life, our lives, have changed so much. We are just like Lucifer. We have lost a certain beauty a certain glory is gone because he said Lucifer said I will ascend I will be this I will be this and he was cast down he said I will cast you down so Lucifer has been brought low and human beings have been brought low we are very low now we can't even live for 100 years. 
And then we've been disconnected from God. Lucifer has also lost his connection. He, God used to talk to him. He was in the midst of the stones of fire. You see, God breathed into Adam. God used to be close to man. Very close. Oh! Now Lucifer has been cast out of heaven. And we, who were very close to God, we've been thrown away. You see, so we are like a sound system that was connected to electricity directly, but now we are like having a battery that is finishing. When God breathed into Adam, life, he would have continued breathing into Adam thousand years. Thousands of years, but it's disconnected. So the breath of life and the source of life is gone. So death has come. So the life we are living now has been condemned to uselessness, futility. That is what Solomon said vanity. It's all vanity. It's useless. I'll give you all the houses at East Legon. And so what will you do? And so what? It's nothing. I'll give you all the houses at wherever. And, and what will you do? You will die. Your life has, has lost meaning. Life here has lost meaning. That's the point I'm trying to make. Life here has lost its meaning. You have a car, you have a house, you have a child, you have this. Shortly after, it loses everything that you don't have. When you have, you realize it's nothing. True or not true? So, we are subject to what is called futility and corruption. We are spoiled. So when you see it is sown in corruption and raised incorruptible. Corruption means it's spoiled. Our lives are spoiled. If you like sit there by this evening without bathing and you will see that the whole house is smelling. Lick your hand like this and smell it and see. Don't lick it now when you go home. You'll see that it's smelling bad. You are dirty. You are spoiled. Any institution which has human beings, they say it's a human institution. Which means that there's problems in it and it's spoiling. Whether it's a political party, it's a church, whether it's a youth group, whatever group it is, once it's human, once we are present, it's part. So I'm just trying to explain why in the first place, life here and all pursuits are useless. 
the, this life has been condemned to futility. It has no much meaning. And so when Jesus, who is God, and who is in the image of God, came on the scene, he came and gave us some very wild advice which only God can give. And that is that the most important thing to do in this life, what is the greatest commandment, is not to build a house, to get money, to get a job, to get it. By the way, I want to pray for you for jobs. Yes. Remind me. It's not for any of those things, but it is to love God. That is what Jesus said. What's the greatest thing to do? Love God. Because there's nothing here. One time I was on a golf course in England. It was two golf courses actually. Huge. Massive. 18 holes each. Owned by a Japanese man. I mean, James Bond and others used to play there. Yes. Somebody took me there. I said, wow. So I said, one man, yes, the Japanese man, he owns all here. I said, wow. What can you do? Will you hold the tree and say, I will not go away? You have to go. You see, no matter what your great achievements are, it's condemned to uselessness, futility. Look at Yonggi Cho, whatever. You can be the pastor of the biggest church. It's, it's like it comes to nothing. You have to go away. Look at Lee Kuan Yew in Singapore. I mean, he really made Singapore one of the richest countries in the world. He changed the country. And so what? You must also die. Look at the great people in our world. Look at Winston Churchill. Look at what he achieved. I mean, he won the war. He became a prime minister. He lost the election. And he came back again to campaign as an old man. That he wants to be president again. And they said, come and be our prime minister one more time. We need you back. And after that, what? You have to die. So every human being's life has been condemned to futility. It's useless. It's corrupt. It's, it's like a battery that is running out, like your phone battery is going down. It's disconnected from the power. We are disconnected from the one who gave us life. That's why the Holy Spirit, the spirit of life, is one of the greatest needs of a man, is the Holy Spirit. He gives us life. He gives us life. The life in me is because of the Holy Spirit. So God is giving you and I the great sense. Everybody say sense. Wisdom. Can you hear me at the back there? Say wisdom. Sense. Yes, and that sense is love God. It's the greatest advice that can be given to anybody. Love God with all your heart so loving God is the big 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 thing that God can advise you to do love him love him no matter who you are now an amazing reality is that love also has types of love you get it are you there now, in Revelations chapter 2, verse 1, it says, I am 
the one who stands in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. I know thy works, thy labor, thy patience. You cannot bear. All right? And I know you found people, some people who are liars. You have patience for my name's sake. You have labored and have not fainted. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee. What is the somewhat that I have against thee? It says, thou hast left thy first love. So love also has versions. So you may love God, but there is first love. Have you heard that song? Have you heard that word? Your love is better than wine. Do you get it? Your love is better than the love. You, you, your love is better than wine. So it's like there are people whose love is better than wine. I mean, how many would like to be loved by somebody whose love is better than wine? Or better than orange juice? Or better than Coke? All right? Wow. For thy love is better than wine. Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 2. It says, go and cry in the ears of Jerusalem, saying, thus says the Lord, I remember thee. I remember what? Thee. The kindness of thy youth. Wow, you were kind when you were young. Huh? You were kind when you were young. You remember when you were a young bride? You were kind. True or not true? Sometimes when brides get older, their older brides, they become wicked. True or not true? Most of you cannot imagine your mothers being full of what? Comforts and delights. You can't even imagine it. Because as she looks, that's how she is. So you can't even imagine it. She looks stiff. Queenly. Dignified. These are good things. But in terms of love, he says, I remember thee. The kindness of thy youth. The love of thine espousals. I mean, the love of your, the way you married. Espouse, spouse has to do with marriage. Espousal probably means something about marrying. And then look at the next part. It says, How thou, when thou wentest after me, you were after me. Almost every film where they're doing sexical things, you see that the girl is after the boy. Because that's the ideal. Initiated by the lady. In the movies. True or not true? Next movie you watch, check notes and say, I'm watching for something to see. So I remember the way your kind of love. So you know, Love is the different types of love. And now God is threatening the church 
that hey you know the way you guys are i'm going to change your position it said because you've left your first love look at verse 5 revelation chapter 2 and verse 5 remember from whence you are fallen and repent and do the first works so first lovers have first works or else what's going to happen I will come unto thee quickly and I will remove thy candlestick out of his place I'm going to take your candlestick out of his place that means I'm going to change your position relative to me I will bring a first lover nearer me and then an older lover who has forgotten how to love she will be moved further down the line and of course I think those who practice polygamy such as our fathers Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, David, Solomon, Gideon and all the people we follow who practice polygamy would understand the moving of your position because you bring a younger more flowing one nearer and then those who have retired from love will move towards the outer darkness Now, it's the same thing with churches. God takes churches and looks at their love for him. And he says, I remember your first love, eh? You guys. Charlie, you were like really loving me. First love is different from love. First love is different from love. It's a higher version of experience hey. one day I saw some honeymoon people and then they took some love picture and I said, I said, I said no this picture doesn't look like a first love happiness picture it looks too mature with some kind of posing on a honeymoon what's going on there I had to send an emergency call to the moon to send an ambulance to go and rescue them. <laughs> Alright. What is first love? The boy you first love. The one who wins your heart. And speaks to you. And look, there are some spaces down here. Those of you who are hiding behind the uh, not hiding, but like you are put at a place where you can't see me. I think there's some space around the side. Now, what is first love? Tell your neighbor, Charlie, me, I want first love. And then those of you in the Greater Love Club, you are looking at me, you know, I, you must touch the person next to you and say, hey, this one, this message is for us, so it concerns us. Turn with me to Songs of Solomon. I'm going to show you the words of a first lover. <laughs> Songs of Solomon chapter 1. <laughs> yeah. First love. You see, when people are used to love, you see, they are, they are not impressed. When you come and say, I love you, I say, yeah, 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 me too. 
I love you too. I love you too. I love you. Okay, okay, okay. I love you. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. It's cool. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. They will say things like it's a blessing. Powerful, powerful. <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> Thank you for loving me. So, God, even God, even God notices our feelings. God notices how you feel towards him. Because you can say, oh, I love the Lord, yes. By the grace of God, I fast three times a week. I pay my tithe. I mean, I, I, I serve the Lord. I come to church with my wife. And uh, all our children, I'm uh, just in a, what do you call this? You're trying to say, um, they are in a, a children's church. Yes, I give all my children tithes, money. Everything is okay. I'm a born again Christian. And God is saying, you know, I, I, I feel love. God is alive. God is real. He feels love. He experiences our love. Alright? And um, oh, okay, somebody's got a definition of first love. Put it up and let's see. Yeah. One's first experience of the feeling of romantic love. Yes. Oh, it also means, no, no, it also means the first person to be the object of one's romantic affection. You are the object of someone's romantic affection. Wow. And by extension, first love is the thing or a place or an activity of which one is fondest. One's most fundamental interest or attachment. That is your first love. Fundamental interest or attachment. It's your first love. Now, do you think God notices when you are his fundamental what? Uh, my friend, put the thing back. Uh-huh. The mo- fundamental interest. Wow. You are his most fundamental interest and most fundamental attachment. Wow. That's, that's different from I do this, I do this, I do this, I do this, I don't do this. Yes. How many husbands can say you are the most fundamental whatever of whatever or your wife is the most fundamental whatever of whatever? Find the words there on the screen. Hmm. First love is nice. This is why people love going to weddings. Oh yeah. Even people with broken marriages, divorces, they all like weddings. Everybody wants, because it's, love is a beautiful thing. It's a nice thing to see and to experience. Yeah. That's why people are happy for people when they are getting married. Oh, Charlie, oh, wow, wow. And they hear of them on the moon. I mean, they're excited. God, love is a nice thing. Yeah. 
So King Solomon was a first lover and he began to describe first love. So as I give you the points, okay, you just absorb them and ask yourself whether you love God with first love. Are you with me? Song of songs, which is Solomon's. So the first thing is that there will be songs. Yes, there will be songs. When there is love, there are songs. Together forever. I want my love to last. Many songs. Songs of love. Almost every song is a love song. Almost every single song is a love song. So first lovers who love God must be loaded with songs. Worship leaders must be loaded with songs. Beautiful songs. Love, first love, is always something about there's a song somewhere. There's a song somewhere. I never wrote songs till I came to First Love Church. Then the first love was stirred up in me and I started to write love songs. Are you listening to me? Is it fantastic? Is it beautiful? Is it amazing? Amen. So, people who are not into first love, they find the love songs unnecessary. And they even say, oh, eh, is it it necessary? Is it whatever? I mean, what, what are all these? What are all these? How do they help us? They are love songs. What are some of the love songs? I really like you. I really, really like you. And what? Huh? I like the way you like me. I'll be calling you. Huh? I want the honeymoon to go on and on. By the way, have you taken a picture at the on and on honeymoon cottage? Have you seen the on and on honeymoon? Oh, you have to go to Mampong and see it. It's there. You take a picture, a beautiful picture, and sit there. Your love will be revived immediately. On and on. I want the honeymoon to go on and on. You know, there is a strong parallel. Those who don't have energy for love also don't have energy to love God. Mm. Shall I say it again? Those who don't have energy for love also don't have energy to love God. It's true. You know, most of the people who listen to me preach are young. It's true. Because at a certain age, when, you, when, when I'm preaching some of these things, 
you know, you see, love, the first love is a love that you don't think much of. So let's go to the end of the world. We shall go. To the end of the world. The end of the world is it's not far. It's not far. Let's go. How do we get there? It's just here. The end of the world is just here. But the grown-ups, end of the world, you said, listen. I was also like that, you know, some years ago. You have to be mature. You have to be wise. I know some three people who said they were going to the end of the world and this happened to them, this happened to them, this happened to them. So take your time. Eh? You, you, you are just calm. And, and you see, that is why I say that it is young people who can listen to that and it's young people who listen to even the songs of songs about first love. If you are not young and you hear that, I really like you. You say, look, all these things we've said it before. What happened to it? <laughs> but you see, it is important that you keep your heart pure of the pains and the bitterness that comes in life so that you can have love, first kind of love for whatever you are involved with, whether it is relationship or marriage or God, you are coming with some blindness, with some zeal, with some wildness. People who love first love, they are wild though. There's nothing they cannot do. But the mature ones, when you say this or that, they say, listen, listen, listen. First of all, look at the time of the day. It's the wrong time. And there are many things to do. How many want to marry someone who has first love? Girls, you want to marry a boy who says, oh me, I don't respect girls. Girls, they are cheap. Girls, they are cheap. You just, whatever. Girls, you want somebody like that to say, oh, girls have slept with so many. When you just say one to one to no, oh. Is that what the kind of guy you want? How many guys want to marry a cadaveric woman? Very stiff. She's more like a timber log on an articulator going to Takradi Harbor. Unmovable. Her main scripture is 1 Corinthians 15 58. Be ye therefore unmovable. is in the mindset my scripture that I'm basing my life on is be ye steadfast and movable no it's a wrong use of the scripture are you there or you are leaving first love God wants you to say to him I like the way you like me and God wants to also point down to you and say, I like the way you like me. Yeah. God wants you to point to him and say, together forever. 
lock us in a room together, Lord, forever and ever. Wow. Huh? God wants to hear you say, I'll be calling you. When you give your life to him, you say, Lord, I'll be calling you. We'll be calling ourselves. Wow. That's a, a lover, a lover of God. And what else? So today, God is advertising a relationship if you are interested. There is no wilder lover than God. God is love. It's not that he has love, he is love. He's the wildest lover that has ever existed. Amen. So song of songs, verse 1, verse 2. Songs of Solomon, chapter 1, verse 2. Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. For thy love is better than wine. Karama shakataburaba. Now, this, you see, many older couples have stopped kissing long time ago. Are you there? Yes. Let, so, first love. The second point about first love is it says let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth for thy love is better than wine. A, a person with first love all right, wants physical contact. You see, those who stay at home and say we are online. We are online. No problem. We are watching on our phone. How can you imagine how small I must be as I'm preaching and you are looking at me on your phone? I'm very shorter than even your fingernail. And you are watching on television or on online far away. It doesn't matter to you. You come to church once in a blue moon. It doesn't matter. But when you love the Lord with first love, physically coming, you see the physical contact. Because when you say, oh, good morning. Oh, yeah, Charlie, hi. How are you? Oh, how was your day? Okay, hi. There. But people that are in love, at least the ones in the films, the ones in the movies. Have you seen the ones you? Okay, I've closed. It's time for offering. Hey! The people in the movies, are they not kissing? Are they not showing this type of first love? They don't just come and say, hey, hello, yeah, okay. 
or stand there like Statue of Liberty. Eye kisses. Or with a header. When you love God, eh, you can't wait to make contact with God physically. I need to be in the house of God present. I'll be there. Yeah, and when you really love God, you see you are always in church. Always in church. You don't want to stop being around. You want to be there. Contact. And you see that the longer the kissing, the more the love. The less the kissing, less the love. I hear prostitutes don't kiss. Yes, because they are professional. They are not uh, showing love. They are working. They are on the job. And they are working with time. You have 20 minutes or I don't know how long it takes. Are you listening to me? I think the rain is falling on this message, but it's trying to water your heart. Yes. Don't mind anybody who says, Why are you staying so long? Why do you do it so many times? It's the sign of the first love. He says, Let him kiss me, let him make contact with me. See, kissing is, is a form of contact. Yes. But often it is connected with love. I once saw a dead body being kissed by all those who were attending the wakekeeping. Yes. Whereas people are usually afraid, this one, everybody was kissing on the mouth, was kissing the, the, the lady. It was a lady who had died. Everybody in the church kissed her. Yes, it's a sign of love. In those days, there was nothing like Corona. Hey. Tell somebody, I'll be in church as long as I want to be, and you cannot, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot change my, my, you cannot take away from me my first love that I have for the Lord. Amen. Interaction. When you have love for somebody, you want to see the person and interact with the person. I want to see you and interact with you. How many are going to walk in the first love? When I was uh, having a beloved, you get it? I didn't have a car. And I was at Kolebu. You get it? After lectures and after everything, Around nine o'clock, when we finished, either studied, I mean, whatever we were doing, and now find a car. No, there was no Uber, there was no dropping from here to here, here to here, here to here, here to here, from Kolebu to Legon. They dropped me at Legon Gate, and I walk with my feet from Legon to Saba Hall to go and just look for my beloved to see her face for a few seconds hey! I would trek then at midnight I would trek I would walk to the Legon gate 
take a car from Legon to uh, 37, no, to 37, to another place, from here to here, here to here, about five cars, and I arrived back at Kolebu in the middle of the night, just for visitation. There was nothing like video calls, there was nothing like Uber, there was nothing like bolts, there was nothing like anything, just first love. And you, when you have first love, there will be nowhere that will be too far to go to church. Oh, I have to go here, go here, go here. I'm busy, I'm doing this. No. You'll be flowing. Anywhere. How far? Oh, Basenta, this, that, and that. When your love is very strong, you, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. Just to be there physically. And so, first love church, we are going to work harder. Because he says, I can see that you've left your first works. Your first works. First love leads to first works. What do you do? When we started, we said we don't need cars in this church. We want buses. Do you remember? We said we don't need cars here. We need buses. What we are interested in is buses of people coming to church. Yes. More buses than cars. Are you with me? Yes. That was our first love. That was our first works. Today, some who have lost their first love are saying, oh, okay, now you start to find excuses. Like, I would have found excuses to tell my beloved, you know, I have exams, you know, it's very far. It's very, the last time I came, it was very late. I couldn't get a ride back. And I'll have many reasons, many excuses why I cannot but when the love is first love, oh, what is excuse? Everything is possible. And I always remember when I came to the first love church, what I noticed was that anything I tell them, they say, oh yeah, it, it can be done. We can do it. I, I mean, I never had a meeting about how it should be done. Also, can we do this? Could we? Yes, yes, it can be done. We'll do it tomorrow. That was all. It was instant. Everything is possible. Everything can be done. Can we have a crusade on Friday? We can have a crusade. Yes, power. Everybody will be Everybody is happy to have it. There was never a meeting of committee. How can it be done? When can it be done? Because it was first, fresh love. First love did not even believe that I would come there. They did not even believe I would, I would be there. When I told them I'm coming, this is my church now. When I moved from the Kodesh and I said, this is now my church, they didn't believe it. First of all, they didn't believe when they announced that I was coming. They didn't believe. When I came, and I said, next week, I'll give you the name of the church. And the next week I came, I said, the name of the church is First Love Church. Yes. They didn't believe it. Any idea ever had a singer and I said, can you dance at the same time sing so I can dance? Can you sing this so I can sing? I, I uh, auditioned people, all of them. Can you sing this song? We can sing. That's how I came to know some of the singers. Everything was possible. Can you come to church? Yes. And you sit there and you are backslidden, watching TV, watching whatever. It's too far. But it's not too far to go to work. It's not too far to go to certain places. So many things are possible still for you. But church is a problem. Bussing is a problem. Basenta is a problem. Ah! Then you see that the first works are no more being done by first lovers, which means that it is no longer first love. 
It's something else. And that's when he says, okay, repent and do the first work or I will take you out of your position. Anybody who doesn't love God with first love should know that you are in danger of being moved out of your position or perhaps you have already been moved out. Number three. Are you sitting down? Sit down or stand, whatever you want. Because of the savor of thy good ointments, thy name is as ointment poured forth. Therefore, do thy virgins love thee. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. First love, lovers, even know the smell of the person they love. Oh, yes. All these perfumes and so on. They say, hmm, I smell my lover. I hope it's a good perfume. Not sweat. You sense and you smell it. It's true. Some of you are looking. Mm-hmm. You see, today you are behaving like you don't fully understand the preaching. Yes. When you have first love, you can sense anointing, the oil, the ointment. It says, your name is like ointment. It's like anointing. And the virgins love thee. You see, because of the smell of the anointing, of the good ointment. Look at the scripture. The savor. Savor is the smell. The savor, the scent of the anointing. You see, when you are filled with the love, first love, you smell anointing. When you love God, you, you notice anointing. You notice people that are anointed. And you notice the presence of anointing. When you love someone, you, the person's body smell even, you know it. It's true. If the person has a smell, hopefully not. When you are filled with God's first love, you start to smell and notice anointing. And you love it because of the savor of thy good ointments. Thy name is as ointment poured forth. Therefore, to the virgins love thee. The virgins love it. You love that smell, that anointing. So many of my spiritual fathers have gone away. And I've been noticing this last one year, two years, all these people have gone. Bonke from last year, and now Yogi Cho and Fred Price, and so on. I realize that it's like a smell that I smelt as far from Korea as Ghana. 
I could smell that ointment and that anointing that drew me. Therefore, do the virgins love thee? You wouldn't just go to a church because it's a church, but you sense and smell something and you smell the good ointments of the Holy Spirit present. When you are filled with first love and zeal for God, that's when you will notice the anointing and the ointment. That's how come I notice the anointing on somebody like Benny Hinn. Therefore, do the virgins love thee because of the savor. You see, this whole book is about love, about first passionate love. First love is the passionate one. <laughs> first love is the passionate, blind, all out, unrestrained, no questions asked, no answers requested, nothing, no forms filled, just love. And that one, you start to smell. So in my days when I love the Lord, in my first few days of loving the Lord, I smelt the ointment on Fred Price. Fred Price, as a pastor, and I was drawn to it, and I stayed. I've never broken relationships with all the people that God gave to me. When Fred Price was dying, his daughter called me in Ghana. She reached out to me. I didn't know what was happening. When Yonggi Cho was not well, they also informed me. I've never broken relationship with the people that God brought into my life that I scented and smelled them out years ago is the same people that I've been relating with for years. You smell and you notice the scent and the smell. And you even sometimes say, hey, you smell like this person. That's if you've had first love with other. <laughs> you remind me. Are you there? Verse 4. First love. Draw me and we will run after thee. Draw me, draw me, draw me, and we will run after thee. The king has brought me into his chambers, and we will be glad and rejoice in thee. We will remember thy love more than wine. The upright love thee. Draw me. When you have first love, you are drawn. You are drawn like a fly. You are drawn by something. You are drawn to the Lord and you are drawn to his anointed. Yes. When the first love is finished, you are not drawn by anything. Nothing impressed. You are not impressed. A man can kneel down, give you roses, say, please stand up, stand up. All this, you know, these things. Look, listen. When I was young, I had all this. I believe all this is stop. Just, just get up. If you want me to marry, say, I'll think about it and I'll give you the answer. Yeah. 
But when you have first love, draw me, draw me, and you are drawn. You are drawn like a flickety to the lights. One time I was driving to Kumasi in the middle of the night. It was raining. Hey, frogs were jumping out onto the road. We kept driving. You see the blood all over. I don't know. They were drawn by the lights. They were just drawn. They were just jumping onto the road, jumping out from the forest onto the road like that. And I thought, what is drawing these ones? They were just jumping out, jumping out, jumping out. You are drawn by, not by logical reason. There's no reason why you are attracted to the anointing. Uh, many years I've been to Korea. I just knew that there was some power here. I just knew that there was power here. I can understand why people would, um, would go to graves to worship there. That's why there are some men of God who don't allow people to know where they are buried. One, one man of God, what is his name? Uh, John Wesley's friend, the evangelist. I think his, um, his, they kept on coming to take pieces of his bones for, for years. Yeah. <laughs> huh? Whitfield, yes. Drawn, you are drawn to the anointing. You are not drawn to the country. You are not drawn to the circumstances. You are not drawn to what is around. You are drawn. You are drawn. Draw me. We will run. I will run. I will run. I will run after thee. I will run. I will not come late. I will run after thee. I want something from you. Draw me and I will run after thee. Wow. Because the king has brought me into his chambers. Because the king of kings has found it fit for you to come to his inside room. Wow. We will be glad and we will rejoice. We'll be, we'll be happy. People without first love, you see the moody faces. No smile, no smile, no cheerfulness. No cheerfulness. Stand look. Some of them start even young. The, the, face has, the face is already troubled. It's a troubled bridge. I don't know. Troubled, troubled waters. God is saying when you love him with first love, you'll be running. You'll be running after him. You'll be running after him. You'll run after him. When Betty, my spiritual mother, she called me, I found the Lord, that was my earliest days. She said, I'm taking you to a church. It wasn't even a church, it was a Saturday place. I said, let's go. She took me. That time, action was not meeting on Sunday. It was Saturday. They didn't have a church. I said, beautiful. Everywhere she took me, she took me to an all night, crystal fest. I said, let's go. She took anywhere. She took me. She took me to SU. She took me everywhere. Draw me, we'll run. There was no reason, no excuse. I was a bacenta leader when I was in school. I used to take, I took 
a bus, organized bus, and took them to church from our campus. Yeah. I didn't know I was a bus center. The other day I was thinking about it. I said, ah, bus center, I've done some before. I've been a bus center leader. I never owned up. And I'm a, I'm a past bus center leader. Yes. Draw me. Draw me. The king has brought me into his chamber. Look at me preaching today. God has called me to his chambers. Will I not run? Will I not run? I would rather be giving excuses and say later on in life. Later, later, later. Le- Lord, later. No. We'll be glad and we'll rejoice. We'll be happy. There's not going to be no face. No mood, no meeting, no attitude, no manipulation. And we'll remember thy love. We will remember how you have loved us. Your love more than anything else, including wine. We'll remember thy love more than wine. One of the things you have to remember about someone is if the person loved you. Not if the person paid you. We'll remember the salary. No. We'll remember the car. No. We'll remember your love. We'll remember your love. And that is what we remember about Jesus. Remember Jesus has not built us a university. He has not built any hospital. But we remember his great love wherewith he loved us. And that's what you must remember. When you are filled with first love. You recognize love. Yeah. That's why leaders recognize other leaders, even if it's in a, in a different compartment. That's why even secular leaders sometimes recognize spiritual leaders. Realize that you are a leader. Whether it's about spiritual things or it's about whatever, you are a leader. A leader is a leader. Lovers recognize love. And those who don't love, they don't recognize love when they are being loved. Yeah. Draw me. Draw me. Draw me. God has been pulling me all over the place for years. Draw me. Sometimes in my spirit, I feel like going somewhere. I want to be somewhere to be with Him alone. Draw me after thee. We will run. I will run to meet with you and to be with you. When you have full of first love, you long to walk around alone, just you and God. God is listening to every time you pray, every single moment you pray. And you call upon him. He loves your love. He said in Jeremiah 2 and verse 2, he said, I remember how you came after me. You know, he used to, used to look for me. Catherine Kuman used to say when she comes on stage, who has been waiting here Longest. I also notice those who wait for me. I notice those who wait. Those who wait long times. It's never too long. It's never too late. Are you there? Wow. We will be glad and rejoice in thee. A first lover is glad. Amen. And is happy. Have you not seen how most of us in the first love church are happy to work for the Lord? Yes. That happiness is because of first love. Yeah. 
other places you say, ah, a church that we came, one day I came to church and I made people go out and do outreach again. Hey, it wasn't easy after. You know, one church that we've come to, they say, go, come, do this, do this. You say, hey, I even became afraid. I didn't do that outreach again. Yeah. No. We are glad. We are happy. No comments. No negative, sarcastic comments. No remarks under. To come and sit in the church and say, hey, now they are going to do dancing. Now somebody will come and sing seven songs. I heard such comments. And you see, such things kill the love. Yeah. Hey, it's now coming. If you marry him, say, hey, it's now that we are coming to do this. Hey, Charlie. It's fault. But when you are filled with first love, you say, we will be glad and rejoice. How many are rejoicing that you are in the house of the Lord? Amen. What a blessing. And finally, yes, you see, the O's used to be louder. The O's used to be louder. No, I'm not saying, you see, that is the difference between an O and an O. Uh, see, when you marry, you watch and see, somebody will do it to you. I'm not cursing you, but you see that you want the person to do something, but you have to say it. Can you do this? And then when the person does it, it, takes, it, it has lost its power. Yes. You tell the person, touch my knee, touch my knee. When the person touches, it, it's okay, it's okay, because... The way I had to instruct you to, to touch, touch, touch it, touch it, touch it. <laughs> it's okay. It's even paining me. Stop. <laughs> That's why without training, you cannot do well. You need to be trained. Otherwise, you will not be a good experience. Yeah. Thank God for the first love marriage laboratory. Amen. Now, finally, it says in verse 5, your O is not going to work. At least today, it's not working at all. <laughs> Songs of Solomon, chapter 1, verse 5, says, I am black but comely. I am what? Black but comely. O ye daughters of Jerusalem, as the tents of Kedar and as the curtains of Solomon. It's a prophetic book, so there are mystical things, not everything you can understand. But one of the revelations you see here is that I am black, but I'm nice. Yes, because usually when when you are trying to say beautiful, they say fair. Yes, but he says, I am black, but I'm comely. So first love doesn't notice the other things that are not working. Are you getting what I'm saying? doesn't notice the aspects that are not working. But he can still see the loveliness in the things. I am black. The color is not working. But something is working that makes me love you. Yes. You see, a first love. It doesn't mean that we didn't see the heat in the church. 
or we didn't see the time or we don't see something is wrong with something we notice it but it's still calmly to us to love the Lord it's still nice to us when we had camp meetings um, wise as serpents and there was nowhere to sleep as there is to sleep today but we were happy yes I am black so when a person starts to make excuses you are too tall you are too short you are too this you are too that Mm, I don't like your conversation it means something is not working but when there is first love you will not even notice that the person is not your friend it's after you are married that you realize that the person is not your friend (laughs) it's true I am black but calmly. Yes, I am black but it's working. Yeah. So develop your self-confidence. You may say I'm not like this, I'm not like this. But there is something nice in you that the person likes. And somebody may not find your person nice, but you see somebody finds you that you have to accept it and you have to thank God. The king has drawn me to his chambers. Hey, what again? I'm blessing the chamber. I'm going to do some good dances in the king's chambers. So don't go home and say, I'm not like this. I'm like this. I don't know this. I am not this. I don't have this. Just say, I'm black, but calmly. A first lover doesn't see whatever. When Derek Prince saw his wife, his heart was fixated on her. He was 25 years old, she was 50. Hmm. I am old but calmly. And she had what, eight children? <laughs> there are seniors in this uh, first lap. Yeah. Nothing can move me 25 years. 20 years. So when he was 50, she was 75. Yes. But that is who she wanted. He wanted to marry. Yes, I am black, but come. There is something lovely in you. And when a first lover says, so don't spoil the first lover when it's coming to you. And the person says, I love you. So, oh, I am too this. I am this, this. I am that, that. No, you are black, but calmly. Yes. But black but calmly. There's something very nice about you. There's something charming about you. There's something lovely about you. Yeah. Now God looks at you and he says, mm, you are black but you are calmly. Maybe you've got a problem but God says, I like you still in spite of the problem that you have. I'm black but calmly. When God looks at you with his love eyes, ah, that black party doesn't notice much. He says, no, my love is calmly, 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 calmly. I'm black, but calmly. You know, recently we made a video about the history of the church. During the last Give Thyself Holy Conference, and they played it. And I saw, I was walking at the School of Hygiene Hollywood canteen with some drums and I mean I realized I never noticed anything wrong with anything at any time all these years 
As we've come to first laughter, look at the road. Do you notice it? It it There's nothing like a problem. (laughs) I'm black but comely. I never noticed anything. That's why when you go on a mission and you start talking, hey, the people are like this, the place like this, there's no money for this. There is a, your love is finished. Yeah. When there's first love, you see, there, there is always something that is not perfect. I am black but calmly. There's always something that is not exactly how it should be. I am black but calmly. I am black but I am calmly. When I looked at the video, I was amazed. Every member was a student. It never mattered to me. Every member was nobody. But it was wonderful. When you are filled with first love, it's always wonderful. You should see first lovers together. See, the man's face is pointed this way. The woman's eyes, ears are going this way. But you see that they are so happy. Hey. Hey. Receive first love into your heart in the name of Jesus. Yes. How many want to marry somebody with first love? How many want to love God with first love? We are reviving basentes and patentes and every form of basenterization in this church. Because first love and first works are reviving today in the name of Jesus Christ. No more excuses. No more excuses. Just love. First love. Nowhere is too far. I'll take you to the end of the world. Oh, yes. When, when are we going? Tomorrow. Let's go tomorrow. Have you packed? Oh, don't worry. Packing is not a problem. <laughs> Nowhere is too far. Somebody asked me, are you happy in this village? I'm so happy. Hey, I've always been happy serving the Lord. Always. I'm always happy serving the Lord. I've never looked to be on leave. What is leave? Leave of what? I should leave God. Ah, What what I have found, I found him whom my soul loves. Yes. I'm so happy serving him. Nothing is, 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 I mean, it's wonderful. If there's trouble, persecution, difficulty, it's adding. I hear it gives you glory in heaven. It is so wonderful. What a blessing. Are you going to love God with the first love? Stand to your feet. It's not working today. It's not working today. If you love God, lift your hands. Somebody help me. If you love God, lift your hands. Thank you, Jesus. Father, fill our hearts. Put your hand on your heart. God, fill my heart with your first love. Let me be filled with love, Lord. First love. Good love. Touch my heart, Lord. Oh, yes. Thank you. 
touch everyone here with an impartation of first love thank you for stirring up our hearts everyone who has backslidden from first love is returning to first love from today receive a bolt of fresh fire fresh love fresh seal for God to serve him all the days of your life nothing shall be too far nothing shall be too high nothing shall be too difficult because of your first love for the Lord Father we give you thanks in the name of Jesus Amen let your glory fill this house let your presence fill my heart let each vessel offer all to you the sacrifice of
that we have in our heart to do anything and go anywhere and be anything. You alone are worthy, Lord. We lift our hands to you and we say, Lord, we give our love to you. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to God. If you are here like that, maybe somebody invited you to church. I want to be born again today and give your heart to God. Then lift up your right hand. I'm going to pray with you right now. God bless you. Lift it up high. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to God. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. If you are here like that, God bless you. God bless you. Pastor, pray with me. Somebody invited me, but I want to give my heart to God. I want to love God. If you've lifted your hand, come to me in the front here. Come to me in the front quickly. Come from where you are standing. You alone. You alone. Jesus if you are coming please quickly say Lord Jesus please forgive me for my sins cleanse me wash me forgive me for all my sins please write my name in the book of life I give my life to Jesus Christ today thank you Heavenly Father for saving me today in Jesus name Amen God bless you. All of you who have come forward, I want you to follow this lady right here. God bless you. Go this way. Clap for them as they go. God bless you. You may be seated. Take your Holy Communion. John chapter 6 and verse 50. How many believe God for a healing today? Thank you. 
Now, take your Holy Communion. We are going to pray for healing. And then after that, I feel led to pray for jobs. I don't know why, but I want us to pray for... How many want me to pray for a job for you? Either a new job, a better job, or a job. I believe God is going to do something for that. Amen. Lift your Holy Communion. But John chapter 60 and verse... John chapter 6 and verse 50. What does it say? It says... This is the bread which cometh down from heaven that a man may eat thereof and not die. And what? And not die. This is the what? Anti-death drug. Everybody say anti-death drug. That's why people take communion. Many times when people are not well, they take communion or sometimes people just the prince decided to take communion every day every day he was taking communion every day this is the bread that come down from heaven that a man may eat and not die stand to your feet father thank you for the blessing that we are receiving today in this holy communion service that we might eat and not die. Therefore, whatever causes death today, let it be abolished, removed, and cleared out of our lives. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. Lango, single, tango, lingo, ringo, badaka, magadas. Be healed of every liver disease. Be healed of every diabetes, high blood pressure. Be healed of every cancer. Be healed of every fearful diagnosis. Be healed of every difficult condition. Every heart pain, every heart condition. Every plague, every virus. Ah, it's healed right now. In the name of Jesus. Receive it. And you shall not die. In the name of Jesus. The body of Jesus Christ. Now the blood. Rando Simbe Kerindo Ramanan Balosha Habarabasakata. Whatever represents an accusation against you from which you cannot arise, may the blood of Jesus speak on your behalf. May the blood of Jesus negotiate your release. May the blood of Jesus be the reason for your release from the curse of the law of the Lord and from any curse of your mistake let the blood flow freely now through your life like a river cleansing and washing the land so your life is cleansed and washed right now the blood of Jesus Christ now lift your hands for your blessing.
found you hold your hand and lead you to the place that he has destined for you to be may no one be able to steal you away from Jesus all the days of your life may you be planted in the house of the Lord may you bear fruit in your old age may you be healed of all plagues and diseases may you find the grace of God and the power of God receive healing receive healing receive salvation receive deliverance from your enemies every setback in your life is turning around for your good in the name of Jesus every difficulty is working out for your good in the name of Jesus let me hear your loudest amen whatever you thought was bad news is turning around for your good in the mighty name of Jesus the Lord bless you the Lord give you peace the Lord make his face shine on you the Lord encourage you the Lord remember you the Lord help you in your crisis the Lord help you at your work the Lord help you in your school the Lord help you in your family the Lord help you at home the Lord remember you that the Lord remember your offerings this week the Lord remember your prayers this week the Lord help you from heaven this week in the name of Jesus now lift your hand and thank God for his blessing that descends upon you supernatural father thank you thank you as we lift our hands we give you thanks we give you praise we give you glory Ramando shatalamanda debe que vale la libre la bala. Haraman belene marelone gele bale balare. Prende se melude baranilo mendele bacabalada bala. Talamanda la bala. In the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody shouted your loudest amen. God bless you. You may be seated. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.